0: PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled with the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com.
1: Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. It is a froggy Wednesday, and today we are joined by number 104 in the FedEx Cup standings. That means he is playing this week at the uh, first event in the FedEx Cup live from Memphis. Please welcome to the show. He has been on a hot run lately. It is Callum Terran. Callum, thank you so much for coming in, man. Thanks for
2: having me. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure to uh, it's a pleasure to be on the pod.
1: So it's our first week of the FedEx cup playoffs coming off a great week at the Wyndham. I know you had a, had a nice finish there shooting six or seven under on Sunday. If you could talk about the golf course a little bit there at the Wyndham and talk about how really, truly amazing it is. Tom Kim starts off with an eight on the first hole of the event and ends up winning by four shots. How miraculous is that comeback coming from another tour player?
2: Yeah. So the, uh, the golf course was Really, really nice. Um, it was in great shape, and it's. I think there was a premium on hitting fairways, um, mm-hmm. and then once you got it in the fairway, the greens were so there's so much undulation in the greens um, that I think you need to be really clever with your approaches. There was there was flags that you could you could go after, but then there was times that you were just hitting to a hitting to a spot where you could try and make par from, um, but. Yeah, it was a, the golf course was incredible. Uh, greens were probably the best I've put it on this year, actually. In regards wow. to um, yeah, the, the 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 coverage, it was they were just beautiful. Um, but yeah, so I seen that on I think it was Thursday. Started with a, with a quad, yeah, and ended up shooting three under, and I was like, holy moly, that's some golf. Um, that is, that's insane. Then, I
1: mean, to give up four shots on your first hole, on the first hole, you're now four over par. And you got 35 holes left just to make, I mean, just try to make the cut is ridiculous. And then to, to do what he did. That's, I mean, that's unbelievable.
2: Yeah. To go on and win from making quad at the first is just incredible. Um, And hats off to him for doing that. Obviously he's one of the players that was a non-member and managed to um, get to the playoffs, which is awesome. And now he's a winner and, he gets to go at to the tournament champions uh, in Hawaii. And yeah, it's it's an incredible, uh, incredible feat for Tom.
1: It is. I love to see these young guys like this. And we'll, we'll get more into the other stuff that's going on later on in the in the, in the podcast here. But I, I keep saying this, that people who think the tour is in trouble because of the people that are leaving, the guys that are here, that would be you as well. The young guys that are coming up, there is so much talent out there. And there's so much talent for us to learn and see that the PGA tour is in a wonderful spot. And there are guys that do want to play on the PGA tour and they will be given the arena in which to show how amazing they are at golf, just as much as the guys who are leaving. So the tour is in a really, really good spot.
2: Yeah. I mean, personally, I said this a few weeks ago in an interview um, golf will keep producing stars of the game. Um, I mean, look, happened, look what happened with Cameron young, Wills, Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, all coming from Corn Ferry. Right. To be top top ten players in the world, um, and personally, it's going that's gonna keep happening. Um, so I believe, like you said, the PGA Two is in a great position, um, and this next graduating class from the Corn Free, I guarantee you, if it doesn't happen right away in a couple of years' time, one of them will be a big star. So yeah, I'm kind of um, I'm very honoured to be a PGA Two member. Um, I've always wanted to get to the PGA tour Mm -hmm. and having played my first season out there as a rookie um, and obviously managing to keep my card. um, Yeah. I couldn't be happier. It's, it's such a wonderful platform. And yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. It it really is.
1: Let's talk about your rookie season and that you've had, I know it didn't start off exactly, probably the way that you wanted to start off, but here recently, You've had one hell of a run that I believe really people started to take notice after 33 holes at the U S open, you were leading the U S open. And I think that's where people kind of said, Hey, this Callum, uh, this, this Callum Taren kid is, is pretty damn good at golf. Um, talk about your come up to the PGA tour for us. It started at the U S open for you. It obviously started long before that.
2: Yeah. So I, um, when I graduated college, I went to Radford in Virginia, Graduated in 2014, um, and while I was at college, I always wanted to turn professional, so I went home uh, after I graduated, kind of tried to figure a few things out, mainly how I was going to be able to afford to play professional golf. A few sponsors at the time, a few people had said they were going to help me out. It never really materialised. And I worked that full summer of 2014 and pretty much... All of 15, um, I was just trying to save as much money as I could, uh, cleaning golf carts and working at a golf course. Wow. And then I decided um, to go to PGA Tour of China Q School in, I think it was January of 16. Um, I always remember I, I didn't have much money in the bank, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. Um, right. And I think back, back then it might have cost maybe three and a half thousand pounds or dollars to... Obviously you attend Q school over there, flights, mm-hmm. accommodation. And yeah, I just kinda went for it. I went all in um and managed to get a card and then yeah, I um I So just did just you play on PGA already. Tour China? Yeah, I did for three years, yeah. Well, two years actually, because my first year in sixteen it was PGA Tour of China. Then seventeen there was uh the I think it was the, the Chinese Government or Golf Association blocked the PGA Tour of china from happening so i did the cga tour which that season you got a full european tour card if you won the money list um and then 18 it came back and that was the last year it was actually um pga2 of china because of all the things that have happened over the last couple of years um right. so i got out with the right time perfect um
1: how'd you how were you able to get out of there did you win were you were you able yeah, to leave so, the money
2: list my first year in 16, I kind of – I made, well, I made every cut that season, um, but I kept finishing 45th, 30th, not, not putting good results together, but just making cuts and kind of getting my feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of that season, I think there was like an eight-week stretch where it was eight tournaments in a row, and I finished second, second, seventh, second wow. in my last four events. And I actually finished seventh on the money list that season. Mm-hmm. Um, but because – I hadn't entered final stage of Cube school when the deadline was. I actually couldn't go to final stage. Oh, um, so that was kind of a learning curve, and obviously learning the nuances about when you have to enter cube school and where I was on the money list at the time and which stage I could actually enter. So that season I kind of missed out, but then came back in eighteen, um, played the CGA tour, and I actually. I doubled my last haul of the last event to miss out on a full European tour card. Um, so I ended up finishing third on the points list that season. So then I obviously had a B in my bonnet um, going into 18 and Charlie Saxon, a good friend of mine, he started off, I think he went win-win second. So his lead was pretty much huge. It was almost like he'd already won the money list. right. Um, and that season, I think I had five seconds, um, and it came down to the last event, the last round. I didn't know this at the time, mm-hmm. but um, I ended up shooting 64 in the final round, eight under in, in Hong Kong. Damn. Um, and I came second, uh, second, solo second, and Charlie had to finish outside the top 25, tied with four of the guys. He finished mm-hmm. 27th. And I finished solo second to obviously win the win the money list in china that season, wow, um to give me fully exempt status in nineteen on the corn free tour,
1: yeah, damn, so you play on the corn ferry tour, you finally get your chance to you know to get on the p g a tour which like you said was your dream to finally play on the p g a tour and it was a bit of a rough start was was it because was there any was there a nerve factor? Was it just the difference in the talent level? Like what what exactly changed until now, where you're really having amazing results?
2: Yeah, I think it's a number of things. Getting used to a different environment, new golf courses, obviously a total different level of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually started that season really well. My first event in the Bahamas um, in Exuma,
1: I came. I think I came eleventh. So, Let me guess: the wind was blowing about thirty-five or forty miles an hour every single day. Oh yes, it was brutal. <laughs> I um, played that golf course. It's all on the, the back nine's all on the ocean, and I swear it feels like every single hole is crosswind. It never changes.
2: Yeah, it is. It's. I mean, the, the three years I've been there, I mean, it's just crazy how windy it is. I mean, just an example: there's a par three in the corner. I think it's I want to say thirteen or twelve, mm-hmm. and it's like hundred and ten yards downhill. Mm-hmm. probably 12 to 15 yard downhill. Yep. And it was blown into from, up, you're right on the ocean. Yep. Um, And I remember hitting five iron from like 90 yards and what it was so windy. I was just trying to literally like bump and run a five iron along the floor. So the wind wouldn't touch it.
1: So here, <laughs> I'm going to hold this. I'm going to, it's funny. You mentioned that hole. That's me playing that hole right there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's there it. you go. Yep. I know exactly That's what all you're talking about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, it's a beautiful golf course, but I swear the flags, I don't know how the flag sticks aren't permanently just bent over. Cause it looks like they're almost about to touch the ground most of the time.
2: Correct. Yeah. Um, so I had a good start to my corn furry, um, season and, but it just, yeah, I don't know. I, I did one of my friends caddying. He, um, he used to play professional golf. So he did the first six events, um, with me and then he, him and his partner at the time, um, we were having a baby, so he kind of had no choice than to stop caddying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of scrambled around for a while. Um, I actually employed my current caddy um, for two events, and we finished, I think we had two top 20s, a 16th and a 15th. Mm-hmm. And then, he, yeah, he won't mind me saying this, but it was a decision between him and another guy who I ended up staying with for two and a half years. So we we did okay. Um but that, that first season, I actually ended up finishing 81st. So I technically lost my card. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to go back to Q school in um, in Orlando, um, at Orange County National. Right. And I was. there's quite a funny story about that as well. So I go back to Q school. Obviously, I still will have some starts in um, 19, uh, you know, 20. Um, but obviously, with the... Cornfree to you, you don't want to be in that um conditional state, you want to right. have as many guaranteed starts as possible, so I went out um first round of cube school and I was four under through twelve um and I ended up shooting four over, <laughs> so I went wow. from I remember looking at the board and not that I was leaderboard checking, but obviously just to see where I was and mm-hmm. yeah, I think I was top ten at the time, and I ended up after the round was finished, I was like. I think I was one, 147th, and I was like, yeah. what's just happened? Right. Um, and I that was probably one of the darkest days um, on a golf course for me, just, just how deflated I felt after obviously playing really solid and then coming off and having a bit of a nightmare, well, a, a really big nightmare of a finish. Um, but... Spoke to my coach. Um, if I was ever close to tears, um, it will have been at that point. I right. didn't cry, but I was really close. And He just said to me, go and shoot six under, six under, six under, and you won't have nothing to worry about. And I think He's I shot said seven. Yeah, I shot seven, six, six. So I kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and ended up finishing, I think, 30 seconds. So I had guaranteed myself, uh, I think it was the first eight events. Mm-hmm. So that was a big turning point as well. And then obviously 20 and 21 was the the COVID super season. Right. Um, in 20 I played really solid. If 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 there was a PGA tour cards available in 20, um in Portland, I would have been inside the top 25. So I was kind of I was yeah, I was there or thereabouts. And then unfortunately I kind of slipped out. I finished, I think, 40th on the points list in the in the regular super season. Mm -hmm. and then went to finals in 2021 and managed to uh, lock my card up in the first two events, which was awesome.
1: So it's been a long road, as you can tell. It's not easy, and that's that's another reason I have an issue with some of the people who are going over to the other side because, to me, it's just the easy way out. And like Tiger said, there is no incentive to dig it out of the dirt. And we're talking to somebody here who has been there who's dug it out of the dirt and now is seeing success. Now number 104 in the FedEx Cup has had a, a, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh this year. Great finishes leading the US Open after 33 holes. Which how difficult was that? I know after 33 holes then you didn't play that well on Saturday. Is that a nerves thing or is it just golf?
2: Um yeah, I mean I played super super nice first day, shot 3 under and was I can't remember exactly where I was, but I think I was inside the top 10. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, um, obviously, the cameras were on me um, every hole. Um, and it's weird. I just, I felt so calm um, on, on Friday. I just felt really in control of my game and emotions. And I was just flatlined. And I went out, and I think I birdied, I think I was three or four under through the first eight. And obviously, I knew I was leading. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> obviously the cameras are on me uh, every shot and people are going crazy and yeah i mean i didn't finish that round how i wanted to but saturday was definitely i mean it was the hardest day of the four days at the u.s open this year right um there was i don't think there was any rain on friday night so the greens had gotten really crispy Mm -hmm. and the wind blew and it was it was legit u.s open conditions it was really tough right um and I just struggled. I I just didn't play great, and maybe it was. I knew obviously having a good result the US Open and the points, and I knew that I could put myself in a better position uh, moving forward. But like you say, I, I can't put my finger if it was nerves. I didn't. I, did, I mean, obviously, sometimes you feel nervous, but I didn't feel like I was super nervous. Um, but yeah, I think I shot seventy. So I think I shot six or seven over that day. So I kind yeah. of was very deflated after that round, but I knew that I was playing good golf and just to hang in there. And then I managed to back it up on Sunday with a one or two under par, which gave me a, I think a 30th position finish, which was nice. Uh, I had all my family there and everyone had a good time. So yeah.
0: Glenn Fittich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care each single malt is a work of perfection
1: yeah you've had some solid finishes of 3m the rocket mortgage the Wyndham. with these solid finishes tell them have you given yourself the confidence that you know what i can play on this tour and i've got the game to win on this tour
2: yeah for sure um like you say i i, I honestly i didn't start the season how i wanted to mm-hmm. um but i knew my game was in a good position i really did um it's not like I was shooting millions every week and missing cuts by six, seven. I was missing them by one, two, on the number, and which is frustrating at times. But yeah, I think the turning point might have been the Honda. Um, I managed to have a solid week at the Honda, and that was my first cut made, and got some points on the board. And I was like, right now, let's kick on from there. And since then, it's been pretty, pretty solid, um, especially the last after the US Open. I mean my game has been in a really good spot.
1: It has been. So the top 70 advanced next week after this week's event, uh, you played the golf course this week there. I know you played a couple of practice rounds. You, you played yesterday. Uh, first round is tomorrow. Um, tell us a little bit about the golf course. And do you know exactly where you need to finish to move on to next week?
2: Yeah, the golf course is uh, it's pretty similar to the last few weeks, actually. Um, it's Bermuda. Um, it's actually Zoysia fairways, Bermuda greens. So it's, and Bermuda rough, which I personally don't like. I don't think many people like it because <laughs> you fly it in the rough and it just sits at the bottom and it's just, right. yeah, it's just <laughs> trying and figure out the best way to get it around the green and make make par. Um, right. But I think there's an emphasis this week on um, hitting fairways. Um, greens are really small, so if you hit it in the fairways, you're going to have lots and lots of chances. Um, and the way the golf course is set up, all the, the trouble – some golf courses you can kind of, if you hit it a long way, um, you can kind of overpower a golf course. But this one, the trouble just continues, as in trees, rough. There's no, there's no bailout. Um, so you got to hit, got stand up and hit golf shots. So, right. I think if I can drive it in the fairway this week, I'll be in, I'll be in good shape. Because um, right now it just feels like my game's in a spot where I haven't got big misses at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I have a. a real good understanding of what the ball's doing. So I'm hitting plenty of good shots. I mean in practice today I, I played pretty nicely and um yeah I'm excited what the week brings, but I honestly don't know where I have to finish to get to next week. Um and you
1: obviously need to make up th- 34 slots. So but if if you have a high finish you could make up way more than 34 slots and, and put yourself in a really nice position for next week.
2: Yeah. Um and I believe is it I think there's double points this week or something. Someone was telling me.
1: I think that's how it works. I just know that the next 70 advance next week. So right now you're at 104. So 34 slots up will get you into next week's event. But a really high finish, you know, you you put another top 10 together like you've been doing. Uh, hell, that'll put you you know comfortably into next week and then give you a real chance at the Tour Champ.
2: Yeah. Um, and over the last few weeks, I feel as though there's just a couple of things that have happened that haven't allowed me to um, – like really, really, be. I mean, I've been in contention, but like really sniff that lead and mm-hmm. and take the golf tournament. Um, I feel as though me and my caddy are figuring um, figuring things out like really well at the moment. So as long as I can eliminate the just these basic errors or just just things that happen in golf, three putts from yeah, you know, and oh. getting up and down at the right time. Um, I think by the end of the week, if I play like I have been, I might have a chance. Yeah. Which like you say, I mean, that's what I'm here for.
1: I mean, we all, you know, we all play golf and we all re obviously (coughs) a much different level than the level that you're playing at. I'm not by any means comparing our games, but we all play golf. And, you know, sometimes your score doesn't dictate where you're at in the game. Sometimes you can be, you can be shooting, a high number, but feel like you're so close. It's just a little bit off and then vice versa. Sometimes you don't hit it very well, but you get a lot out of your round. And so you're saying that right now you feel like you're really, really close to putting some good rounds together.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, over the last few weeks, a couple of great examples, I think final round of three M, um, I was three over through nine and managed to come back in five under, um, similar I think it was final round of Rocket Mortgage. I shot seven under, which obviously moved me up a bunch of spots. And then last mm-hmm. week, I shot twenty, uh, I think twenty nine on the back nine, so six under on the back nine. I was level par going out. Nothing really happening. Missed a couple of chances, and then all of a sudden, I, it just started happening. And that's the that's the beauty of the game, you know. And I feel as though my game at the moment, I'm I'm making a lot of birdies, um, yeah. which is always a good sign. So I've just got to. Eliminate them little mental errors at times, and uh, I think, yeah,
1: I'll I'll be in a good spot. I mean, is this a week where making pars is not going to cut it? You're going to have to go out and make some birdies, take some chances,
2: yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, with the greens being fairly small, I mean, you know how good people are on the PGA, too. It's it's ridiculous. It is Um, ridiculous. Someone's going to be someone's going to be shooting 20 under, um, for sure. So, yeah, I think. The emphasis for me this week is hitting them fairways and then being aggressive to uh, these greens because, like you say, if you hit the center of the greens this week, you're going to have a lot of chances. Um, <clears throat> and if there's, like you say, there's always tucked flags on the PGA Tour, but right. I think if you can just navigate your way around picking picking good targets, I think, yeah, you'll have plenty of chances and plenty of birdies will
1: come. Now, with you being at 104 and being in, in the top 125 as the season finishes, you are secured your card for next year, correct? yes so you're in for next year for most of the events how exactly does that work
2: um i honestly don't know um i've been told that will i'll get more events than i did this year i'll be able to pick a schedule so the likes of the players waste management oh nice um i'm not sure about the invitationals like Bear hill memorial um it, it I'll be close. And obviously the higher I finish up in the FedEx cup, the more chance I'll have to get in these events. Right. So I'm just pretty pumped about being able to pick my schedule.
1: Have you played TPC Sawgrass here where the players is? Yes. I I actually used to practice there quite a lot. So oh, did you really, we're like, I'm literally like four miles from there right now where I'm actually in Ponte Vedra. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So you mentioned caddies a couple of times. I noticed that and caddy has been a big um, topic lately. I know. Uh, yesterday, Ricky Fowler moved on from his caddy that he's been with for years and years. <coughs> Will uh parted with his caddy, uh, I believe, in the middle of the in the middle of the uh, golf tournament last week at the uh, at the window. So, so how important? And you mentioned that you had a caddy. He went some, somewhere else. Now he's back with you. How truly important is the caddy player relationship on the tour? And what what causes that to go south and cause guys to split?
2: Yeah, it's huge. Um I mean I've had some good guys. I've had I think four caddies work for me in my life uh in in the professional game and they've all they've all helped me along the way, which I'm very grateful for. Thanks caddies for for uh for being there for me and obviously helping me out. But I think I think over time it's like anything. If you spend we spend a lot of time with these guys, um and if at times the relationship does get does get stressed with if things aren't going your way and you're making some mistakes. So I think that's, that's a huge part of it. Um, I, in the past I've, I've actually had caddies who have been really close to off the golf course, mm-hmm. but I think for me, I need that balance of having my own time um, as just, just me time um, and being away from my caddy. But the guy I've got right now, Ryan, uh, Ryan Boshoven, he's, he's, he's such a great dude. Uh, we're very similar um quite laid back and we we gel really well um he there's a funny one i can't remember where oh it was in there it was the valspar i was playing really solid golf and ended up missing the cut by one um long story short I, I hit a hit driver on this drivable par four and hit a tree and the spotters couldn't find my golf ball in the rough so i had to go back and he actually thought his job was in jeopardy um, after that week. And I told him, I was like, dude, the job's yours for as long as you want it because uh, he's such a good dude. And I think that gave him peace of mind. But like you say, I mean, I don't know where he got that feeling from um, right. of thinking he was going to get fired. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that. I think it's just that we spend so much time with, with each other. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's sometimes it's a stressful environment. You We're all trying to make, money and points and um the decisions along the way are really important so I think it's yeah it's 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 a strange um it's a strange narrative to explain but yeah um like you say some people need change in regards to the caddies like we I know will him and his him and his guy have had a great run I mean ridiculous right. but anyway mm-hmm. um, Cameron young I mean he had a great run with his caddy and obviously changed and Yeah, I don't don't know Ricky. So um, I I just—that's news to me. You've just told me that. That's yeah.
1: yeah. They've been together a long time. They just announced today they've they've split and gone their separate ways. I don't know who's going to caddy for Ricky. I know he made he's Mister 125 this week there, so he'll play this week with you know and and need a really good round and a good finish to get to 70. But I'm not sure what he'll do moving on. I can't imagine that his guy will have a hard time finding another bag. But it is—it's a very stressful situation, and and when there are times where there is lots of slow play on the golf course. And I know that's a, that's a real uh, sticking point for you. It's kind of up to the caddy to kind of talk to you and keep you going when that, when that slow play is getting in your head. And I've noticed something when it, whether it was, maybe it was the John Deere or maybe it was uh, the U S open that there wasn't a lot of your shots on TV because it seems like when they tried to get to you, you were hitting. So is, is slow play something that, that bothers you? Has it been a problem on the tour?
2: Yeah, massively. Um, I I honestly think it's getting worse. Um, And for myself, being in the corn ferry category, um, obviously there's different waves of tea times, and being in the corn ferry category, you always get the back end of the either the morning wave or the afternoon wave. So I'm always at the back end of that wave, and I mean, over the last few weeks, it's been so painful. It's just, it's ridiculous, really, but. I honestly don't know what they're doing to fix this to to, to make the game quicker because it's. I mean, I, the last few. I think one round last week took five fifty five hours fifty minutes to play golf, that's and that's too long. just ridiculous. Yeah, it's way too long. Um, I love being. I love the weekend when it's two balls, off one tee, because it feels like that's that's the pace of play I like to play at. Um, mm-hmm. you usually get round in around four hours. Um, I would personally like to play quicker. <laughs> But when it's these five and a half, six hour rounds, yeah, it's, it's really tough. I mean,
0: Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles and have the give it all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee, only roast top quality, specialty grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard run hard, fight hard and play hard. We have your coffee right here.
1: Have you had any rounds? Have you had any rounds on the tour? Uh, It looked like at the John Deere, there was some, some impatience going on. Um, And once again, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's just that some people like to get into a rhythm and it's impossible to get into a rhythm. If you're, if, if one of your playing partners is extremely slow, that might be their rhythm, but it's not your rhythm.
2: Yeah, and obviously these last few events, there's a lot on the line. So I don't know if guys think taking longer is going to help them, but I'm the total, total opposite. I'm a kind of guy get get the number and just go. Um, but yeah, John Deere was an example. I think it was the final round in twosomes. Yeah, it was it was just slow. And like you said, these guys are trying to f- catch my shots on TV. But as soon as the guy I'm playing with is already he's hit, I'm in. Before the ball's landed, I'm probably about to pull the trigger um so it's kind of difficult for the guys who were trying to obviously um catch my shots on TV and i had a lot of messages at the us open why asking me why i wasn't shown sure. i said well i don't know maybe it's because i like to play quick and get on with it and they haven't got time to get near me you know um which i don't mean to not be on TV but i like to play at my pace you know right
1: What's the fix for that? Is there a fix? Is, is the fix to start? Because is, is can, can you dock one player and not the other? Or do you dock the group? How does that work? Well,
2: you've got to, I think, I, th- I honestly personally think um, it's the same culprits week in, week out. And the amount of times I've had a rules official come up to me and say, drive up to the group, look at me, and either nod or wink, because they know it's not me that's holding the group up. Mm-hmm. and then go to the other players and tell them that they're on. A, they've get, they're being warned. Um, I mean, it happens nearly every week. So I think the rules officials know who the slow players are, but for me, they're not doing enough about it. Um, I, I don't think there's anyone this year being fined or docked for slow play. Um, are some players plenty- worse
1: than others? Are there some guys that are just worse every single week? Oh, 100%. And I you mean, see when you're name... paired with them that you're like, oh goodness, here we go.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. I don't want to name names, but I know with guys who I've played with in the past, who's slow and who's not. And I think they honestly know themselves. They probably don't like playing with me because I'm quick. Right. Right. <laughs> Cause I'm going to put, I'm, I'm almost going to put pressure on them to speed up because I'm trying to play at my pace. Um, so I'm, it's, not,
1: it's, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, not paying attention to you. I'm trying to Google the final round of the John Deere to see who you played with is actually what I'm doing right now. <laughs> okay. I know who I played with. <laughs> I don't want you to send anybody's name and start a problem. I was just looking to see who it was because I have in my mind who some of the slow players are. And, yeah. and, and, and once again, I don't know if they're the same people that you guys know, but you know, because you're out there, you're actually playing in the event. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's funny. I mean, it gets brought up every week, especially when we're in these six hour rounds, we're ta- we're talking between us um about the slow play, but like you say, nothing ever seems to happen. And right. these rule changes with leaving the flag in um and three minutes to look for a golf ball, that hasn't sped up play on the PGA tour. No, right. no. no way. That hasn't helped. Um and Personally, I don't believe three minutes is long enough um, to look for a golf ball in the PGA Tour, especially with everything that's riding on um, the results and people's careers. Right. Um, that's not the answer.
1: Definitely not. No, and also, let's be but honest. I, I just looked up the round four tee times. So I'm not going to say who it is. But uh, in, the, in, in that, you were in, the, you were in the second to last group. There's a lot riding on that. I can see why you want to be in your rhythm and you want to play when you're ready to hit the golf ball. And, and if the other person needs more time, if it is within the realm of time, that's fine. But once it gets too long, something has to be done to where there are consequences when you are slowing down play for all the groups behind you. When you're the second to last group, you're slowing down the leaders.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that final round, I think it was on the sixth hole. uh, The the guy I played with had some trouble, but um, on one of the holes, but we, we were way behind. We were two holes behind. And um, that's when the rules official came up to me and, just nodded and winked and said, don't worry, you, you're doing fine. And then gave the guy a warning, um, which I, did and then I asked him, after
1: the warning. Did, what, what, no, "Could you tell the difference? No, no, difference. no,
2: I asked him, I said, what did he say? And he said, Oh, nothing. And he just said to be, uh, just to try and get back in position. But I asked the rules official, did you warn him? He's like, yes. So he kind of, he kind of lied that he hadn't been warned, right. um, right. Exactly. probably to, to, uh, I don't know, um, just say that he wasn't being slow, but we were two, three holes behind in a twosome on a Sunday. Like you said, that's not good enough.
1: No, that's not um, good.
2: They need to, for me, they need to start dishing out either monetary fines or points fines. And what if you I just took that- shots away? What if you,
1: What if you died, You know, yeah. you, you, you are so far behind. Here's your warning. This is the clock. If you don't play in this amount of time, you're going to, you, you know, we're, we're going to add a shot. I think if they start adding shots, I think you'll see a difference.
2: I do as well, um, because... I'm shots, not sure
1: finding is the answer. He's, I mean, do you don't no, have to find an astronomical amount of money for it to matter.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and at the end of the day, some of these guys who are slow, money, money, money's not going to do anything, you know? They can afford no. to pay the fines. And over the course <laughs> of a season, if they stick to their process, they probably think, well, I'm probably going to make that up in either points or money so I can afford to pay it. But right. if you start docking shots... Um, that gets points, money, and strokes, so it's all three in one, which I think will or would help. But I, I, I could not agree with you happen. more.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's Obviously, something. Have you brought that up to somebody on the pack?
2: Um, yeah, yeah, I have. I've played with a few guys on the pack, but had I, I think it's I think it's uh, above that. You know, um, yeah. it comes from at the end of the day, it comes from rules officials as well. I mean, I don't want to dig them out, but half of the time they're sat in the trees on the phones.
0: <laughs> you know
2: what I mean? I mean, it's true. It's 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 true. And yeah, they're not pay, they're not paying enough attention for me. I mean, it's just not good enough.
1: Right. Speaking of everything else going on with the tour, so just this past week, a lot going on. This live thing's been going on for a while. Uh, this past mm-hmm. week, they have now filed a lawsuit. Three guys in particular, Gooch, Swafford, and Matt Jones, have filed. Uh, they want a uh, injunction to be able to play this week in the event. As of right now, while I'm talking to you, that has not been approved. They will not be able to play this week. Yeah. What is the talk going on in the locker room? I know it has changed from when Liv first started to where we are now. So now there's the lawsuit. Players really seem to have been more upset because the lawsuit has been filed. Is that a fair assessment?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I went to the um, the open questions with Commissioner Monaghan, um, and Andy Pasner in 3M, I actually went because I was interested. And obviously at the time, I was in that position where I didn't know what was going to happen with the guys who joined Live in regards to the FedEx Cup and things like that. So I kind of went just to, to get an answer for that. But in that meeting, I mean, it, by the sounds of it, all these players, they don't want these players to play on the PGA Tour at all. Um they feel as though they're, they're double-dipping. Uh, obviously, they've signed with Liv for astronomical amounts of money and then they want to come back and reap the rewards of obviously the PGA Tour platform, um, the FedEx Cup bonuses that are available. So it's double-dipping and the, by the by, this what I've heard in the locker room and just from players, caddies, yeah, the, the, they don't want them to be out here.
1: Right, and, and that's been my, my stand-on all on, on along. If you want to go, go. And to the guys that have yeah. gone, that's fine, go. But then to want to come back and then double dip out of it, that's where the issue is. To the guys who have stayed, you, all the other guys who have stayed on the PGA Tour, these guys knew when they made the decision to go that that decision was going to, was going to result in uh, being banned, fines, and whatnot, and they still went. But then now come back and try to sue just seems to me like exactly what you said it seems double dipping and remember when you're suing the pga tour you're not suing the tour you're actually suing the players
2: well exactly and that's the most disappointing thing because after speaking well listening to the the questions uh, proposed to jay in these open open talks like you say that money comes out of the 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 pri- well the prize pool and. The money that's generated for the players, yeah. So they're technically taking money away from us um, because all these fees for lawyers and, um, like you say, that has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we, we are players are the PGA Tour, so it's it's disappointing. I heard Scotty say it. Um, Scotty Scheffler say it this morning in his press conference. Um, he's disappointed, and all the players are disappointed. Um, yeah, it's. it's it's crazy, really. I mean, it, it, it's, I think it's gonna, it's gonna drag on for a while, if I'm being honest.
1: Um, it is, it is. And now today, uh, actually, j- just yesterday, we got some breaking news that it sounds like Cameron Percy was talking to a Melbourne TV station, uh, radio station, and he said that Cam Smith and Mark Leishman are gone, which seems weird because, as you know, Cam Smith just won the Open. He's there this week, supposed to play this week it seems a little strange to come want to play that event, knowing that you've obviously maybe he hasn't signed the contract yet. He definitely hasn't hit a ball yet. I don't know what the, what the technical, when you technically have gone, if you have to hit a shot or if you have to sign a contract, but it just seems a little weird. you think that's going to make for some tense uh, interactions with Cam Smith and other players? If he has in fact signed on with live golf and now still playing PGA tour event.
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of who's going and there's obviously rumors every week of mm-hmm. new players who
1: are who are going to sign and But here's what's weird. Uh, Most of the rumors when you hear the rumor of a player, 9 times out of 10, they're really going. They go, which is Exactly. It seems strange. The only ones that I think I've heard was the the the, the Call rumor would end up not being true. He didn't go. I've heard another few but you know when we heard reed when we heard bubba when we heard dj when we heard these other rumors these guys do end up going um and obviously when the fedex cup is done i think we're going to see a few more go
2: yeah i do as well um and obviously there's things like the president's cup um coming up um i think you might see more leave after that it's 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 crazy and like you said I'd, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it. It's, 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 it's crazy. These guys, obviously they've come out and said they're leaving so they can play less golf. But I mean, there's only one reason to leave leaving. I mean, it's, it's all down to
1: money. Simple as that. Right. Callum, have you been approached? I have not. You have not. No. Nope. Is it something you would be interested in or are you happy on the PGA tour?
2: No, I'm happy. I mean, like I said earlier, I always wanted to get to the PGA tour and play on the PGA tour. I want to do that. And I want to play majors and, I want to have a successful on the PGA Tour. Um, So I'm happy, absolute 100% happy. And, um, yeah, I I, I honestly can't, um, to golfers listening out there or aspiring professionals, how good the PGA Tour is. It's so good. The the golf courses, we get looked after, um, the organisation of things. Yes, there's a few things that could be better, and we all know that, but I think... I think the PGA tour uh, as a whole are trying to address these things that they can get better at. And um, yeah, the, in time it's yeah. But for me, it's, 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 I love it. I really do.
1: That's awesome. I love to hear that. That's awesome. Well, good luck this week at the, uh, at your first event there, the first playoff event, excuse me. Uh, and hopefully have a great finish, move up those 34 places to uh, play next week at the BMW because I mean, this is the playoffs. This is time to do it. You can uh, kind of set yourself up nicely for next year. Do you plan on playing some of the fall series events?
2: Yeah, um, I'm going to play as as many as I can. Um, Just looking at the schedule that was released last week. Yeah, I plan on starting in Napa and um, playing playing quite a few of the fall fall events um, because a couple of reasons. One, I played them last year, and um, I know the golf courses, obviously, didn't quite work out, but I feel as though I've got a, I've got a good chance on them golf courses. There's not one that didn't suit me as a, as a player, and uh, I'm excited to get back there.
1: That's awesome. Before we let you go, we'll do a quick emergency nine holes. I'm going to ask you nine quick questions, and you just give me the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. Here we go. The uh, best ball striker on the PGA Tour? Zalatoris. The, your favorite sports team or athlete? Liverpool football club. Okay. Uh, your go-to food on the road. Thai Thai food. Okay. I don't, are you going to find any of that in Memphis this week? I'm not sure. <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs>
2: probably not. But I always seem to find there's all, there always is a Thai in all the places we go. So I, I probably will.
1: Nice. Uh, most famous phone number in your cell phone. <sighs>
2: that is a great, um, <laughs> wow um i'd probably say at uh, least hatton
1: okay i'll take that Terrell's listen i'll take terrell uh player you'd most be nervous with to be paired on the pga tour and there's only one name you can't say because everybody says the same name other other than tiger woods who would you most be nervous with to be paired on a tour
2: do they have to be playing right now as in active or yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah why why active. who else
2: well i'd say someone like jack or arnie you know oh, yeah. but um i would say most who would have been most nervous I, I don't think i would be really no i, I honestly don't i mean the, obviously well no i honestly don't think i would be all right cool if uh if you weren't a pro
1: golfer what would you be doing um i'd be a professional soccer player all right uh, dumbest thing you've heard or seen from a pro-am partner <laughs> or a fan. I'll even give you that or a fan. Dumbest thing you've seen a fan do.
2: Um, I actually had some long hair earlier this season and someone shouted, I love the lettuce, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> which was,
2: cracked me up. I was like, what?
1: Uh, in the gym, cardio or weights? Both. Both, all right. Uh, and last but not least, music on the golf course, yes or no, and what genre?
2: Yes, and genre, anything. I'm,
1: I'm across the spectrum. I keep wishing, you know, I I, I wish you could, like, you know, put a little – put a little Bluetooth speaker in your bag and have some tunes playing on the tour. But I know that ain't ever happening. <laughs>
2: well, that that would be nice. And then maybe like a, a limit of how many beers you can have each nine or a choice of drink that you can take with you. Because oh, if, that's,
1: if that's the case, John Daly's coming back on the PGA tour, if that's the case.
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think I'd perform really well at like maybe two and a half or three beers a nine. Okay. All right. That's not bad. Yeah.
1: So you'd yeah. be better off that way.
2: Well, I don't know if I'd be better off, but I'd, I'd definitely be more—I'd be more free. She'd <laughs> have more fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good deal, Callum. Man, thank you so much, man. I tell you what, we will—we will definitely be pulling for you this week uh, there at the yeah. FedEx. And uh, g- good luck this week, and, and good luck hopefully next week, and then moving on into the fall series. And we will—we'll uh, definitely talk to you again next year.
2: Thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, it's 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 awesome, and uh, I like doing these things. So yeah, thank you.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon.